What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Gossipsters Podcast. AKA the GSP. Yes, if you are not familiar with who we are already, I am Ariel. And my name is Hunter. And we are Gossipsters. What's up? Yes, so welcome to the sisterhood. We're so excited to have you with us. Today, it's going to get real, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to pull back some layers of the past. Yes. Up until this point, we have been dropping a little bit of here and a little bit of there, where we've come from, about our background, about um, slight testimonies. You've heard some interesting things so far. (laughs) And (laughs) that is to say the least. Absolutely. (laughs) And today we want to get a little deeper into where we've come from, meaning like our testimonies and what God has done for us and how we got saved and where we were before then so this will definitely be a part two fyi because we're not going to get through it all yeah we definitely can do both of our stories in one podcast that's like impossible impossible and honestly this is just going to be like a part of a testimony or like a summary of a testimony because our testimonies could go on forever we could be sitting here talking until next week literally for real so who's gonna go you are gonna go first. Let's just spin the bottle. Okay, let's do it. No, let's literally do it. <laughs> <laughs> Does it need water in it or anything? I don't know. Okay, y'all. So we're about to spin an empty water bottle and see who it lands on. It's on the tabletop, so hopefully this is gonna be fair. Oh wait, that was a little off. Oh, I, I spin it a look. See, it didn't land on anybody. One more shot. You. Dang, it's just yes. Destined for me to talk. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I didn't want to go first, y'all. I'm sorry. I love y'all, but it's a little nerve wracking, you know, putting yourself out there like this, especially talking about your testimony. So extend yeah. grace. Hallelujah. Yes, in Jesus' name as always. And Hunter, if I forget anything, please um feel free to chime in. Okay. But before we get started, let's go ahead and pray because I pray that whoever's listening receives this well and um, that, you know, the Bible says in Revelations that the saints overcame by their testimonies and by the blood of the Lamb. So the whole point of us sharing our testimonies is that someone else can overcome. Yes. Yes. As I always say in each podcast, period, poo. (laughs) All right. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for saving us, Lord. We thank you for everything that you have done in our lives so far and everything that you are going to do. God, you are great. You are mighty. You are all powerful. And there is nobody like you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that we are able to have a individual relationship with you, God, that the the veil has torn, Lord. We can now go behind the veil into the inner courts, Lord God, to just to dwell in your presence, oh God, to worship you, to praise you, to get to know you, oh God. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that everything that um, you feel necessary for me to speak on today, I will, but I pray that it will bless somebody, Lord, even if it's just two people, Lord God, if it's just one person, I pray that it radically radically changes them and radically saves them, Lord God, and allows them to be set ablaze for you, Lord. I pray that you will bring all things into remembrance that you see fit, Father God, and that you have your way. Let this be encouraging, empowering, um, all-powerful. Lord God, because obviously you are all powerful. And when you are in the midst, things just are lit, Lord. Okay? Yes. So we love you, Jesus, and we praise you. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Okay, Ari. Um, tell us about yourself. Like, take us back um, a year before you got saved. Where were you a year before Okay. Your salvation. Okay, so a year before I got saved. I always start a year before I got saved, actually, mm-hmm. because it was the craziest year of my life. <laughs> um, disclaimer. So basically, guys, I was um a hot mess. I was a ratchet, um, a ratchet, hot mess, and I really desperately needed a savior. And um Even the people around me, you know, like they knew I was a hot mess, but it was like just tolerating, basically, I feel like. Um, But so a little bit about me, even um, going further back than a year, um, I was a big fighter. Um, I was a very angry person, very cold, very cold hearted, um, very desensitized to other people's emotions. Um, I didn't care what other people thought of me, um, even though I did, but it was like, you know, I was a, I'm gonna do what I want kind of person. I don't care what you think. I don't care about your feelings mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and I used to fight a lot because I basically, um, I, I just consider it as bullying because so many people um, felt the way about me, the way that I carried myself, who I was, who I was dating. So many women were jealous of that. So many of my friends, girls that I call my best friends, you know, would go have sex with my boyfriend and I wouldn't know or they'd be texting him on the low and things like that. So I've been screwed over many times. Um, I've had to fight and defend myself many times. One thing I will say, I never laid my hands on anybody first. It was always somebody else. Like, coming to me with something crazy so um but yes I was ratchet I was here for all the drama I loved it I thrived off of it I thought I was the ish because my mouth my name was always in someone's mouth like I just you know especially being in the world not having your identity in Christ like it's so easy to think that you're just it girl when everyone's talking about you Mm -hmm. um even if it's negative you're just like "Mm, well y'all always talking about me so it must be something you know so that's just a little history about me I was very disrespectful um, rebellious. I didn't respect authority. I used to curse out my teachers. Um, got bad grades, was failing school, was about to get um, expelled from high school. Um, and they said, if you get in one more fight, you're going to get expelled. So that was that. Um, and then <laughs> I went to Parkland College in 2013. At 2013, I moved to Champaign. And when I began school, I got a new crew and things like that. So then 2014 came, you know, still same old, same old, doing the same stuff, turning up, getting, um, I started drinking when I was 20. Um, I want to say it was 20 for my 20th birthday. I started drinking and I actually, um, kind of went ballistic on that, but 2015, so 2014, 2015, I was hanging out with a crowd of people. Um, I remember receiving a prophecy from someone that I went to, I went to their church frequently. They always had Friday services. And he said specifically to me, there's going to be two girls that you're going to think are your friends, but really they're going to be jealous of you. And they're going to um, something like live next to each other or whatever. Um, Long story short, there were two girls. I was um, friends with them for about a year and then they ended up fighting me, both of them on separate occasions. So At that point, I didn't have any more friends. I was like alone um, in Champagne, And I remember him saying like, you're going to feel like you want to go back home, but God is going to keep you. He's going to protect you. 
So yes, when that situation happened, I felt like I was ready to go home. I felt like I didn't have anybody. I wanted to move back to Chicago, but I didn't. I stayed there. And the crazy part is that next summer or that upcoming summer, I was wilding out, y'all. Like I was getting drunk every day. And that was not even me. Like I was not a drinker. I started drinking every day. I was already a smoker. I had been smoking since I was about 13, heavy smoking. Um, 2015 summer, I was turned. And this is one thing that played a huge part of me um, coming to Christ. And it was basically when I was talking to this guy and he tried to tell me like, that I was a distraction and I was a temptation and that um he like you're the devil yeah like <laughs> he was like I'm, I'm trying to get closer to God and yada 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 basically it was a bunch of crap because he really was just trying to mess with his ex but that's none of my business so and, but God warned me of everything he gave me a dream he showed me like this guy is not for you he showed me what was going to happen with him and his ex and everything so but when this guy said that to me I was like wow like am I the devil like why do you need to stop talking to me because you want to get closer to God like how am I what's so bad about me you yeah. know so it just made me self-reflect a little bit and I was just like wow I kind of need to get it together so it kind of sparked something in me I started praying to God and just asking him to give me a new crowd of friends um not because of that but because I knew I needed it um so I prayed and I said Lord I pray for positive friends, friends that are um, determined, motivated, focused, you know, that do positive things. Um, And also, Lord, I asked, um, and also I asked that God would deliver me from smoking weed. So I would say a prayer, I Google prayers, and I would say a prayer um, that were actually for addicts, people that dealt with hard drugs. And I just would say this prayer like once a day or whatever. I don't know how long I kept that up, probably not that long but God hurt me that's all that Mm -hmm. I know and I said when I go back to school I'm not smoking anymore and that literally happened I didn't smoke anymore yeah I'm a witness to that y'all she did yeah so um I'm on my way back to school 2015 and wow I need to back it up a bit y'all I missed a whole chunk of something so actually before um before the summer of 2015, Parkland wanted to expel me because mm. my grades were so low. They were like, you know what? Mm-mm, this is a hot mess. Like, you gonna have to try again. So they basically told me you need to do an appeal letter. Um, and it's very unlikely that it gets approved. And then you'll have to come back and give it to the dean so that she can read it and see whether she wants to approve it or not. So I remember just bawling. Like, me and my mom took a road trip, went there. On the way back home, I was bawling. And I was just like, wow, like... I'm really messing up. But I always felt like I had a purpose. No matter what, no matter how low my GPA was, I always felt like I had a purpose. And I remember in that moment, I heard God speak to me. And at the moment, I didn't know it was God speaking to me, but I heard him speak to me and he told me to write down affirmations. And when I say I was sobbing, my mom was like, it's okay, don't cry. Like she felt so bad, but it was really nothing she could do at that point. I was just, I felt defeated. And so 
I started to write down affirmations. Oh, and I really hope I can find them. That would be nice. But um, I would write down like, I'm going to get into Parkland. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do that. And after I did that, I literally felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in the car. Um, I've actually felt that before, like once I got saved. So now being saved, I know that was the Holy Spirit. But after I felt that, I literally felt a stillness and a peace. Like I didn't even feel the need to cry anymore it was so crazy like I had never experienced that before I was like wow God is real (laughs) um so yes long story short when we end up going back to Parkland the next week I'm ready to give my appeal letter to the dean and y'all Before I could even give my letter to this lady, they tell me, because I wasn't going to hand it to her directly, it was like her assistant, and they tell me like, um, hi, Regine, yes, um, the dean wants to meet with you. She said to let her know when you arrive so that she can, um, have a sit-down meeting with you. And I was like, what? Wow. Because first of all, y'all told me it's very rare for these appeals to get approved. Number two, it doesn't seem like she's the type of person that just has time to meet. It doesn't seem like she's the type of person that, you know, is going to arrange their schedule, rearrange their schedule to meet with a student. Like, it, it just seemed like the process will be, we'll read the letter and let you know. So I was like, oh, hey, this must mean something, right? So I get into the office with her and basically she had her mind made up. Like, she already knew she was going to let me in. Wow. And so thinking back. What did she say? It was just like, she got in the room. She's like, so nice to meet you, you know? So, um, what you know, like, she didn't ask me any questions, really. It was more so like, we just want to make sure that you're going to improve your grades. And, you know, if we let you back in the school, we want to we know that you're going to be dedicated to getting your grades up, getting your GPA up so that you can move forward and yada, yada, yada. I have full trust that you're going to go forward and do this. I have full trust that you're going to do the right thing. So she told me, you have to go to the tutoring center every day for a certain amount of hours, whatever. And I was just shocked. I was like, you don't even know me, though. Like, why? Right. Like, why are you doing this for me? Why are you doing this for me? Wow. But the thing is, God will position and he will he will align people and things to do exactly what he needs to happen. It doesn't matter if they're saved, if they're not saved, because if I would have went back home, I would have missed out on what he had for me that year. Yeah. So going back to the story with the guy, I was just saying, you know, I felt like I needed to do some reflecting in my life and things like that. So um, that happened later on in the summer. And I just began to say those prayers about being addicted to weed because I I felt as though I was addicted. I wanted to quit, but I couldn't. I began to say those prayers about a new friend group. Um, When I went back to college, I was determined to like just seek some type of truth or Mm -hmm. some type of not even truth because it wasn't like I was seeking for God. I wasn't. It was more so like I just knew I needed help. Yeah. And so basically I saw Hunter. I was like, hey, girl. 
Yeah. And I, um, and mind you, I had lived in Champaign. This would be my third year. So that like coming in that year, that would have been the third year. Hunter and I never hung out. Like mm-hmm. we would barely ever, unless both of our moms came to town and then we did like the mom's day thing for the colleges. Yeah. It was like once a year. Yeah. We would go to like symphonies and stuff like that. But other than that, we would never hang out. Um, and so I went up to her this year and I said, Hey girl, um, I am going to go to church with you I'm gonna go to church with you every Sunday and I was like no stop lying from here on out no I was like what I had to look around look at her look at you know who was around us just like what is she talking about like she's never talked like this before no because there were times that she tried to bring me to church with her and I would say yeah girl call me like if I don't answer just call again Mm -hmm. you know I'm just sleeping real hard (laughs) I know, right? I would literally call her back at like five. I'd be like, girl, I was asleep. You know, you know how it is, girl. Because I just wanted to party all the time. Like, that's that's what I did. And so, um, basically, I told Hunter that and I didn't know what I was in for. Nope. Me neither. I had no expectation of anything, but, um... I just knew Hunter always invited me to church. So I was like, maybe I should just go to church. Like God has been with me. He's, he's helped me get back into school. Um, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like something, I'm feeling like something's different. So, um, so yeah, I, I sought that and I started hanging out with Hunter every single day. Yeah. And that was my girl. Like, we grew up together. We knew each other from childhood and everything. But sometimes, you know, being cousins, you just get distant and you live your own lives. So that's kind of what happened with us. And we didn't know too much about each other. And when we started hanging out, like, she, I would be playing my secular music and just jamming in the car like, hey. And And I would let her. Yeah, she would let me do it. And, like, she never complained. Um. When I had on, like, clothes that was a little too, like, revealing, like, crop tops and stuff, she just wouldn't even say nothing. She would just pray for me. And, like, I always say that I appreciate her for th- appreciate her for that because I don't know how I would have, you know, felt. Um, I probably wouldn't have got offended because I know her heart. Like, she was so sweet to me. So I wouldn't have felt like she was being evil, but... I don't know. I just kind of appreciate her for allowing me to go through my process Mm -hmm. and not forcing me to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, So that's that. And she just loved me in the midst of who I was. And she gave me godly um, counseling, godly advice. She would teach me about the Bible. She would teach me about Jesus. Even when I told her it sounded like a load of crap. I literally (laughs) did say that before. Multiple times we had that conversation. Yeah. Like she used to tell me when we get to heaven, you know, we're going to praise God 24 seven. It's going to be all about him. He's going to get the glory. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? This sounds crazy and boring. (laughs) Like I literally remember we was laying in the bed and I was like, but that's so boring. So what, what, that's all we're going to do. What else? Like, so she just started to teach me about God. And, um, I remember we were sitting at the kitchen table one time. It was her, a friend of ours and myself. And I remember us talking about God. Um, And I just thought to myself, I said, God, if you are real, I pray that you will show me a testimony of someone that went to heaven and hell. 
I don't know why that was my prayer, but it was. And literally within that same conversation, like less than five minutes, the her, our friend that we were hanging out with says, yeah, I um I watched the testimony of this girl that went to heaven and hell. And I'm like, what? I didn't tell him what I just prayed, but I kind of was like, yeah, okay, let's watch it. I kind of feel like I forgot that I had prayed that or something because I didn't even freak out. I was just like, okay, cool, let's do it. And so we watched it and it was crazy. It was like, wow, okay, um, what is this? But it didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But God, I'm gonna need a little more. Cause yeah, because we not- around that time we were having conversations about like what happens after death, I think. And like we were still kind of talking about like um why evolution wasn't correct and why science wasn't correct with the whole like we return to earth and we become new people and re- Incarnation, like we yeah, were having those conversations. Yeah. 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 So that was important yeah. that you wanted to see that. Yeah, it was important because I used to, like Hunter said, I used to think that we would just, we would reincarnate, if that's how you pronounce it. I thought that maybe we would just go back to the way that it was before we were born, nothingness. I didn't really know. I didn't understand purpose. I didn't know the meaning of life. So I used to question a lot of that stuff and we would have those heavy conversations all the time. And um, this particular time, that testimony didn't do it for me, but um, Hunter ended up staying the night over our, over my house, our friend and I. Um, but the next day, you know how there's like YouTube um, suggestions after you watch one thing, another thing shows up. And so I was like, Hunter, look, this one testimony just showed up about this girl that went to heaven and hell and it's like two hours long like we should watch it i felt so compelled and we watched it and we were shocked and we were at loss for words i watched that again this year actually that same testimony yeah yeah i literally was so shocked I could not believe what I was hearing. The girl had been prophesied to when she was younger that she would go to heaven and hell um, 23 times and that Jesus would come and get her in her sleep. So like it was something her parents knew about that, you know, that was going to eventually happen in the future. But she said she had forgot about it. So when it happened, it was like, wow, Lord, like you really kept your word. And so I was watching this and God would take her to hell and show her different things, show her different celebrities in hell and things that was going on. And like to the normal mind, people were like, what do you mean? She showed her celebrities like, no, that's not possible. Like, yes, it is because God can do whatever he wants to do so he showed her heaven he showed her hell he showed her around 23 times and y'all this did it for me by the way if you're interested in checking out that video please dm us because i will send that to you personally it is so so good especially for people that are struggling with their faith you should watch it send it to other people that you might know struggling with your faith um and whatever like it is literally life-changing so at that point after we watched it hunter and i went into the kitchen and we sat there And we stared at each other. And we were speechless. And we were speechless. And Hunter's eyes were buck wide. Yeah. And I just didn't know what to say. I was like, wow. It felt like there was someone standing behind me. Like, literally, I felt it was like a presence in the room, like the glory of God was in the room with us. Mm. Yeah. And I remember um, one thing I used to always pray is, God, if you're real, I know my grandma's in heaven. (laughs) Because my grandma served you 
and she loved you. And I know that. And so if you're real, she is with you. And I would have dreams of her and everything, but um, of her like, you know, in a peaceful state and with her husband and things like that. But it never, it was just like, okay, that's really nice. But that day when Hunter and I were sitting there staring at each other, she felt that presence and her eyes were buck wide. And then it was like, all of a sudden I seen like, kind of similar to a dream bubble. Um, it was further away in the distance. I was sitting in the kitchen and I saw it in the living room and it was up towards the ceiling. It was a really bright white bubble and it was illuminating with gold and kind of like, you know, fading in with gold and white. Um, and then it just looked really heavenly. And in the middle was my grandma and she was looking down at me and she was clapping and smiling. And so... At this moment, I knew that she was rejoicing because I knew the truth about Jesus after that. Like, it didn't matter. Like, nothing else that I thought mattered at that point because I knew that Jesus was real by that video. And all my questions that I had, all the questions that I wanted answers to, I got them. And um, the Bible even says, you know, when one sinner gets saved, heaven rejoices. And so even that is biblically sound and just shows that God's word is true and never returns void. So... That happened. And right after that, I literally started crying. And to my right, in my peripheral vision, I saw Jesus standing in my kitchen. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing I had ever seen because I had never seen ghosts before. I had never seen spirits. I've never hallucinated. Nothing like that. So, um, but I always was afraid of that kind of stuff and like paranoid of it. But when I saw him, I didn't feel fear. Mm. I didn't. And it wasn't like I saw a ghost. It was like a spirit. It was like he was in the spirit, grayscale. People always say, what did he look like? It don't matter. Okay. (laughs) But look, seriously, I didn't see his face. I just, I saw him and I felt him. Yeah. It felt like God. It felt like everything the Bible said about the Holy Spirit. And, um, basically when I saw him, he was in like a robe. He was just in a robe. And, I started to sob and I put my head down and I cried in my hands and in a blink of an eye, it was like I was still seeing him even with my eyes closed. It was like in a blink of an eye and a snap of a finger, he came right behind me without even walking and he placed his right hand on my right shoulder. And it was like, now, you know, daughter, like that's kind of the feeling that I got from it. Like, now you belong to me. You know, I am yours and you are mine. You're my sheep and I'm your shepherd. And so from that day forward, um, I just hit the ground running. Like I knew that was it for me. I didn't need anything else. I prayed that God would show himself and he did. And so since then, I just continued to pray, continue to press into God. And I was on fire. Like I would wake up at four in the morning praying all the time. I've always been a dreamer. So God started to give me dreams and I started to pray and he would show me things when I was praying and lead me to pray and all sorts of things. And it was just really, really, really a great experience for me when I got saved it was so spiritual 
it was so spiritual. It wasn't like a lot, like some people get saved because they know it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Some people get saved because they've been taught this their whole life. Some people get saved because they've been reading the word and they get convicted. For me, I got saved because I had a spiritual experience. For me, I got saved because God continued to prune my heart, continued to talk to me, continued to be with me in worship and praise. And through that, I had a desire to read the word. And through that, I learned more about him and I learned more about myself and I learned more about the word and he opened up um, my eyes and it was like literally it felt like an onion that layers just started to fall off of this onion and I had brand new eyes and I saw everything differently and it, it just amazed me I was like wow I've been so sleep I've been so dead like where have I been why have I been acting like God isn't real why have I been acting like I have forever in this life like yeah. I need to get it together I need to teach people about Jesus I need to be on fire for him I need to live my life for him and that's exactly what I did so I went to Bible study all the time twice a week with Hunter Church on Sundays we were on fire for the Lord like we were a force to be reckoned with literally and um, not too long after that God gave us the vision of God sisters which I'm gonna let Hunter tell that story but um I got into we got we had a vision of God sisters God told us about it he showed us our purpose and so for me it was like I came to Christ hit the ground running and God showed me immediately who I was he showed me immediately what I needed to do and I knew that there was no more time to be wasted Y'all don't know how proud I I am of Ari. Like, just, like, where she's come from. Like, as someone who disciples, it's, like, literally like your child in a lot of cases. Like, you're cradling a baby, and it's not your baby because it's God's baby. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I assume that's how parents feel. I don't know. I don't have children. (laughs) But (laughs) it's like you don't... Someone else's salvation is in your hands. Like, someone else's life is in your hands. And she saw... She trusted me enough. She trusted my walk enough to say, I want to come to church with you every single Sunday. There was something about whatever God was doing in my life that she needed to be a part of. And so for me to understand that that was a responsibility that God had placed into my hands is yeah. hard, you know, because like when she said like, yeah, she was blasting music and she was wearing certain stuff. It's not that, you know, she was never corrected in any way, shape or form, but I allowed the word of God to do that for her instead of me um, just criticizing her and telling her she couldn't be who she openly was was and you know while she was listening to her music then it was a time where okay now it's time for me to put on my music a corny christian rap (laughs) that's something that she know the lyrics to now okay (laughs) ain't so corny now huh (laughs) but um like literally um it's just like spreading breadcrumbs and things like that and i'm so proud because I pray for you. You know, mm-hmm. I pray that Ari be saved as well. I pray that God save her. I had no idea that I would be a part of that process. And I'm glad that I am. I'm glad that I have been. I'm glad that, you know, God chose me to help you through that season. And I'm just so grateful, you know, that you are my sister and that you are forever in my life because you're not going anywhere. And, you know, that just God has... um 
raising us up for such a time as this because you know I was saved a year before Ari was and f- from that perspective I oftentimes I felt like I don't have the answers like I don't know what to do like in a lot of cases <laughs> and so when she was saying stuff like evolution and science I was calling another person a brother and sister in Christ that I knew knew the answers yeah. so I didn't pretend like I had all the answers when she was going through this time I also knew that it was stuff I needed to learn as well but I saw I saw our God every single day yes. because I needed to know how to lead her as well mm. you know in order for me, her to be like Christ I had to know what that meant too so every morning before Ari got up I would be reading my word yeah. and then we would read our word together because I was like alright I need to know <laughs> what to do today <laughs> And I don't know, like, God, like, I need your help. Like, I was uh, crying out to him. Oh, my You know, but look at her now. You know, y'all would never know where she came from. You would, you wouldn't even be sitting here and you, if if you were, like, looking, like, how she was before, you'd be like, "Mm, is she really sad? I don't know. And I'm sure some people have had those speculations about the both of us, you know, because people have seen where I've come from, too. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast. But they will have speculation and I want you to know that to be in Christ is to be a new creature old things have passed away behold all things are become new and she is a new creature she is morphed into a beautiful butterfly she is living her life for Christ you know unapologetically and I am proud I am confident you know that it was the word of God that that did that I'm blessed to have been a part of your journey so I love you I love you so much. Um, so yeah, um, and we're gonna talk about how God sister started in another podcast episode. You yes. thought you thought you was gonna hear that today, but <laughs> Ari, Crazy. don't cry. <laughs> now she over here crying. Oh Jesus! Oh God! I love you. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <sighs> I'm so proud of you. It's like she's my trophy, and I get to show her off. You know. Like, <laughs> Look what God did. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I'm excited. And I'm excited where he's bringing you, you know, and the women that you're going to also disciple and the people you're going to get to tell about Christ stuff. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. And, you know, just even like your daughter that you will have, you know, that she will know Christ, that she will know God, that she will have a direct line to you because you know Christ and you'll get to disciple her within your home. That's so great. So I'm excited to be an auntie. Uh, she's not pregnant. She's I'm not, not married. Pregnant. I'm just speaking. I'm speaking life into her seeds. Okay. Like, Hold up. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't, I don't see no ring on. We don't do none of that, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't in nobody's sheets. Okay. okay. We are not married. Uh, but seriously, I'm excited. Thank you so much. That she just wanted. She just had to make me cry, y'all. So. <laughs> But that is a big part that I actually did not speak on the fact that um, Hunter was praying for me. So that summer when I said I was messing with that guy and living my best life, that whole summer I was turned up. Um, I was it was literally like I was searching for something because I remember just texting people every day. What's up? What's the move? You know, going to anybody's club and 
the whole summer, Hunter ended up telling me later on in life that she will watch my Snapchat every single day. And I remember her watching it too. And she said she would pray for me every day. She would say, God, I pray that you deliver my cousin. I pray that you save my cousin. Mm -hmm. And so that just shows me that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And, you know, sometimes God positions our hearts to be in align with, you know, to be aligned with his will and what he desires and, and just be obedient. You know, when he's putting it on your heart to pray for people, be obedient because sometimes their salvation is, is, is laying in your prayer. Like God is waiting for you to, you know, help them out and, and birth that out for them. Um, so definitely, definitely pray for people. And I'm just so grateful. That's, that's all I can say. Um, I'm grateful that God chose Hunter because I trust Hunter. Like Hunter is one of those people that I don't have to like worry about her character when it comes to my life. I don't have to question, Mm -hmm. you know, um, her authenticity towards me and things like that. And I felt that off bat. I felt that. And I've had a problem with women in my life. You know, like I was telling y'all all the drama that I went through, all the fighting, it was all women. And that was a huge issue for me. So getting saved and having this, this woman help me, um, it was just amazing and God is so good and he's so faithful. Um, and that's, that's really all I have. Like God is just so good. And I'm, I'm excited. Amen. Yes. We love y'all. Welcome to our secret place. Yes. So this is real conversation, real tears, real feelings and real sisterhood, real sisterhood. Real Jesus. (laughs) And real gems. <laughs> right. Real drip, 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 drop. Mm. Okay. Well, while we're drawing our tears and trying not to be emotional, and I'm trying not to cry because <laughs> I am emotional, you know, yes. we're going to leave it here. Um, and we want to open up the floor before we go for anyone who wants to experience Christ in a new way. We want to pray for you. We want to pray and, and extend the invitation of grace. And if you've never pray to God in this way. We want to um, invite you in to the family of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for opening up your heart to us, Lord. We are undeserving of your unfailing love, but Lord, you chose us anyway, and you knew before the foundation of this world who would come to accept you, Lord. And you knew and you waited. You have not come back yet. And there is still time for us to be grafted into the family of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we right now want to say a prayer and extend that same grace you've extended, Father God, to us, through us, Lord, for those who are listening. So, Lord come into our hearts, Lord Jesus. We accept you and only you as our Lord and Savior. We acknowledge that you died to be the replacement of our sins. And on the third day, you rose with all power in your hands and defeated death that we may be reborn in Christ, Lord. And we believe unto your name, Lord, that if we seek you, Lord, that if we are committing our lives and our hearts to you right now in this Mm -hmm. moment, we shall be saved, Lord. Hell was not a place that you predestined for us to Mm -hmm. go. It is not a place you 
you created for us, God. And we acknowledge that you are Lord over our lives right now here before the world that you, Jesus Christ, are Lord. So we open up our hearts, our minds, and we lay our lives down right now as you have laid it down, God. So Father God, I pray that anyone who has prayed that in our hearts, Lord, that you begin to cultivate the Holy Spirit. You come into their lives. Lord, I pray that you send them um, people who would disciple them are willing to walk through life with them. Lord, I pray that women will get the courage to message us personally, Father God, about Mm -hmm. how that looks if they need it. God, I pray that we continue to never forget where we've come from, Lord, as you have delivered us out of our own situations, God, and that you just continue to be our Father, Lord. Teach us what that means. Continue to love on us as we learn what love means in you, God. Mm -hmm. So we glorify your name. You alone deserve it. We magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we love you. Remember to follow us at Official God Sisters. And um, if you need prayer, if you need to talk to someone, please message us. We will talk. Um, if you want to go deeper about what decision you just made, if you may pray that prayer, please message us. If you want us to call you and we are, uh, you want to talk to us personally more about our testimonies or something that you're going through, we extend also that invitation. Yes. And we also have an exclusive Facebook group for our God Sisters Network. So if you're interested in that, just search God Sisters Network on Facebook and you'll find us there. Yes. So we love you. We're praying for you and we hope all is well. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.